I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hello from Tampa. Welcome into the Alana Enquirer podcast. Put that phone down. Joey Wagner, it's time to talk some Illinois football. We're doing a little counter-programming to Illinois basketball, which is taking on Bethune-Cookman, about to tip off at State Farm Center. Some big lineup changes, starting lineup changes for Illinois. So uh, that's always a, a big topic. We can talk about that later. Uh, we'll have an eye on the game, but Derek Piper's covering that tonight. And there's bigger news uh, than a Bethune-Cookman basketball game for Illinois athletics because Illinois football just landed one of the top transfer quarterbacks in the portal, Luke Altmeyer, the Ole Miss transfer quarterback, former top 200 prospect as a prep, played some games at Ole Miss, uh, but only threw about 54 passes um, at Ole Miss in his two years with Lane Kiffin, lost out on a very, very competitive quarterback battle uh, to Jackson Dart. But he's the number nine uh, transfer quarterback from what I saw on 24-7 Sports. Top 10 transfer quarterback. He had options like Baylor, Stanford, NC State, I'm told. Uh, visited Coastal Carolina, but also visited Illinois. So, Joey Wagner, what's your initial reaction to Luke Altmeyer committing to Illinois? It's, it's good for Illinois. Like, I know that's so basic and so obvious. That's it's for a lot of reasons, right? Jeremy, number one, I mean, he's a talented kid. And we can get into the fact that he's not particularly proven at this level. I think that's fair and, and very obvious. But I think the thing I've been hung up on since, since we heard his name thrown out there and visited and, and then since he committed, is my first impression is if you're Illinois football and this goes well, you probably don't have to worry about a quarterback until at the earliest the going into the 25 season. That would mean he was here for two years and – and if he wasn't here any longer, that is probably good for Illinois. I mean, he took that step. And if it doesn't go that level of well, you go into the 26th season with the same quarterback. I mean, that's that's not – I mean, I know Brandon Peters had three years. That was – COVID was weird, the whole deal. To get a, a possible three-year starting quarterback, and, and there's going to be all sorts of growing pains in, in Barry Lunny's system and, and with him just getting those game reps, dude, that is – that is like a weight off the shoulder from this one-year quarterback carousel that Illinois is 
feels like it's been in for forever. By the way, Joey won the, uh, the I guess, the flip of the coin here. He's out by the pool, uh, the fire pit back there. The I think he's at the bar. Are you, are you belly up at the bar right now? I'm not at the bar. I'm There's actually – no one's here. Everyone's doing their pool stuff. I'm over at the Illinois game, basketball games on the TV in front of me. I got a yingling. It's, it's at Illini Choir after dark in Florida. Uh, give me that hour, please. But, yeah, man, this is – this is a pretty good setup. When you're like, I'll do it from the room. I thought I was foolish for you, but all right, man, I'm going to go, I'm going to go enjoy Florida weather. I, I gave, I gave one to you there, Joey. So I get the next one. Um, but yeah, I'll be, I'll be joining you down after this podcast. I might try and wrap it up pretty quickly here, but uh, Tampa treating us well so far after, after a long grueling drive, uh, went to hat tricks, got some great wings. Love that place. Uh, was, it was a fantastic experience. At hat tricks is uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning have come into our life the last two days with the two Lightning games. They love their Lightning here, but yeah, this is a landmark addition, Joey. And my biggest takeaway, and I wrote this in my "What It Means" column, is that think about how much their sell to quarterbacks has improved the last year. Really, um, I mean, Brett Bielema sold himself to Tommy DeVito last year, right? Uh, and and Tommy, but that year with Tommy DeVito and Barry Lunny Jr has changed the sell for Illinois. And Brett Bielema has done this, right? Because quarterback for Illinois has been an issue really since Nathan Schuhaus, um graduated. And, and you just got one of the best uh, transfers on the market, at least according to 24-7 Sports. Um, he had really good options. And this is a former top pedigree guy, right? He had an offer from Alabama. Uh, he had offers from great programs, uh, out of Starkville, Mississippi. He didn't go to Mississippi State. He went to Ole Miss. And Lane Kiffin obviously has a really good history of, of quarterback development. And this guy had other choices that most people probably a couple years ago would have thought were better choices. But right now it's understandable. Why Luke Altmaier would want to go to Illinois? And, and I think that in itself is it tells you how far Illinois has come. I don't know if Luke Altmaier will work out. I don't know if he'll be great. But this is a, a high-ceiling prospect with pedigree, um, not as proven as Hudson Card, which is why I think Illinois prioritized him initially. But Luke Altmaier is a guy with the potential to be a really good Power 5 quarterback, maybe a guy that has a chance to play at the next level if everything goes right. And he chose to play for Illinois because he can start immediately, but also because they've shown that they can develop guys. And and Tommy DeVito in his year under Barry Loney um, had his best season. And under Brett Bielema had his best season. The development at Illinois uh, is on the up and up. So I think that in itself, Joey, says a lot about where Illinois is at as a program that this made sense for Luke Altmaier. Yeah, and Jeremy, we've been talking about this since uh, – it's been almost a year since the Barry Lunny news broke, or at least the Tony Peterson news broke, and they brought in Barry Lunny. Those were – I mean, we've been clear. We didn't expect eight and four this season, right? I, I think that's pretty reasonable. I know that a lot of people did, but we thought, and we talked about it all year, that one of the underlying things that was important this year is to increase your pitches at, at certain positions. Quarterback was one of them. Your pitch right now is a heck of a lot better th- than it was when you got Tommy DeVito to, to come join your program. And, and that has a lot to do with Tommy DeVito. It has a lot to do with Barry Lunny. I think if you're Illinois, you might even pitch. And I know this was brought up when I talked with Colin Dixon's coach uh, when he committed. You might even pitch, hey, Doak Walker 
candidate finalist Chase Brown isn't here, like maybe you could pitch like, hey, we're we're still going to throw it more than we did uh, during the twenty twenty two season. So the pitch, it, that's the biggest thing. I, I thought beyond Tommy DeVito's stats and production and manning the offense, the pitch to the next quarterback what was such an important storyline. And why would Luke Altmaier be here if if this season wasn't what it was? And that's not to say this was some monumental passing season for Illinois. That's not accurate. But it was a good season from a team that showed a willingness to pass. And and to your point, uh, to quote our good friend and perpetual lurker, Tom Fornelli, I like the addition. I don't know if it'll work. But I like it. And I think there's a lot of reasons to think it could work. But I also understand if you're just passing by and you see he's got – X number of pass attempts that you might be like, okay, I don't know, but I, th- I think the ceiling is there, the potential's there, all of that s- is sitting right there. And now Barry Lonnie's got to get it out of him, right? And he's got to, and Tom, uh, Luke Altmaier's got to, got to grasp this offense with Barry Lonnie, and, and having the spring to do that seems like uh, an important thing. Yeah, Luke Altmaier should be here in January and get going uh, because he is the QB one for Illinois, and we'll talk about depth here, but. They had to get a good guy. And I had confidence, Joey, they would get somebody that was uh, more proven or, or better pedigree than what they have. Because right now what they have is Donovan Leary, who uh, certainly has some tools. I think he's got a solid all-around skill set. Um, but he didn't have a lot of Power 5 options when he committed to Illinois. He had some offers, but then those kind of cooled off uh, towards the end of the process. Tony Peterson goes and gets him later in the process. And I think Donovan Leary obviously has – good bloodlines here. I think he's a bright kid. I think he's, again, like has a solid overall skill set, but you were going into a season with a redshirt freshman who's the number four quarterback thinking you're going to win a lot of games next year. Uh, Kirk Omicho, I know you see him and you're like, that's what a power five quarterback. What a strapping is. gentleman, that guy. <laughs> you and Scott Ritchie love your big quarterbacks and Kirk Omicho certainly is that and a powerful arm. Um, and, and it'll be interesting to see how he develops. I think it's great that Kirkland and Donovan Leary behind Luke Altmaier, will get some meaningful reps uh, throughout this bowl practices uh, leading into this. And then um, now during spring practice, they will get meaningful reps because they didn't this year. You know, as, as number four and five quarterback, they're the scout quarterbacks basically um, during the season. So they're repping in other systems. Uh, but Luke Altmaier brings a lot of talent. He brings the best pedigree. He is an improvement talent-wise. But, and he has played at the Division One level. But compared to Tommy DeVito, who's also a, t- a four-star prospect and, and very highly recruited, Tommy DeVito had thrown 574 passes when he came to Illinois. He had one really good season at Syracuse. So when they, Illinois landed him, to me there was no doubt he was the starter and and would be a, a good option and likely be an improvement because you had the actual evidence of it. Luke Altmaier came into games and came into the Sugar Bowl last year and was was competent. But he made big mistakes because he's a freshman playing in a against a great Baylor team at that time. Um, but he also made some throws and, and made some plays with his feet that you thought, oh, this guy's got it. And then he got into a, a battle with a transfer, Jackson Dart. It came down to the wire. Um, Altmaier actually started a game. They kind of did the Michigan thing where Dart started a game, then Altmaier started a game. But Altmaier left with an injury, had some mistakes, had some accuracy issues, and Dart took that job. Uh, Dart wasn't the most consistent either, but uh, he's a really good quarterback with a great pedigree as well. So you have a guy in Altmaier that's completed 28 of 54 passes, 317 yards, three touchdowns, three uh, interceptions. 
But I watched the film, Joey, of basically every rep he's had at the college level. He's got tools, man. Um, not the biggest arm, kind of like DeVito. I think he's got enough of an arm. But this isn't um, Quinn Ewers, right, uh, at Texas. That's just going to have that NFL arm. Uh, but he can make all the throws. He can he can make them downfield. Not the most accurate on his deep ball. Uh, but he's, he's, he's better deep ball, actually, than I think Hudson Card. But Hudson Card in the intermediate and short game – was really good. Um, I, I think Altmaier's got to be better with his decision-making. I think that comes with reps, uh, and he needs those game reps. Um, so I think he's going to have some growing pains as a starter. But the good news for Illinois is you can deal with those growing pains, and he can grow because he's got three years of eligibility left. But I really love his mobility, Joey. He can really move out and around in the pocket, and uh, he can make plays with his legs. I, I think he's going to be really good from that standpoint. Uh, like Tommy DeVito was, though Tommy wasn't late in the season due to his injury. He's got the tools, man. I just think he needs reps, and that's going to take some growing pains. But I do think he showed um, – I liked how he, in this battle it seemed like him and Jackson Dart were supportive of each other. Didn't seem like he got too frustrated with everything. But he wants to be a starter, and Dart's the guy at Ole Miss. So, um, again, the tools are there. The question is, we just haven't seen a lot of them. The sample size is really small. Yeah. I'm trying to remember how much uh, we saw. I know more. We saw more from Brandon Peters when he transferred yeah. from Michigan than we've seen uh, this thus far of Luke Altmaier. But man, I, that's kind of what you're going to get, right? Like you, the quarterback, everyone feels like everyone's looking for a quarterback in the transfer portal. And and Illinois' pitch is better, but there are better pitches that exist than Illinois'. And and I, but that doesn't mean Luke Altmaier is not a good basketball. Or, uh, I'm watching basketball right now. Man. My yeah. brain's all over. Not a good football player. It's just you're going to have to grow with him. But because he doesn't have, like, it's such a two sided coin because because he doesn't have those reps, he also has the eligibility. Like, that to me is so important. Like, if you get a guy who's Tommy DeVito, who's got all those reps and passes, you're only going to get him for a year or two years if you can. And you got you to gotta get someone to grow. And, and that's what Illinois needed, Jeremy, is somebody to come in and, and just help, one, be a good quarterback and, and execute the offense and lead Illinois. But you, there's this, and we're seeing it with the way this quarterback room is, there's a very awkward gap of, of quarterbacks, right? And like by the time Luke Altmaier leaves, whether it's after two years or after three years, that's how many – for Donovan Larry, how many years for him? How many years for Cal Swanson? They're going to bring a quarterback into probably every class, right? So I, I think all of those things matter. And like that, to, to be the bridge, to be the a longer Alex Pilstrom. I, we, I know we talked about Alex Pilstrom and the bridge to the center. Three years of that, I mean, that, that's really important. Uh, and I think you mentioned it, and you're right. He's going to do a little bit more with his legs. And it's clear to us. Uh, and, and you can just go back and look at UTSA. Barry Lunny likes a quarterback that can move. He doesn't need like a, a, a dual threat type of like insanely, you know, 50-50 run pass, but he very much likes the ability to get quarterbacks out there and move and, and be a threat with his legs. Yeah, I, I was going to say, like, what did we learn from Barry Lunny so far? Um, and, and we think of the guys he's added personally. It's Cal Swanson, Kirkland Michaud, and now Luke Altmaier. And I think they're all different. But Cal makes plays with his legs, right? Like that that's his best, best tool right now. Um, he can throw, he's got some arm talent, but his biggest strength is he's a phenomenal athlete that can make plays with his legs. Like 
I think I'm not moving him position, but like he's fast enough to play wide receiver, right? Like that's, he, he's fast enough to do that. Um, Misho, it's more, I think the connection that they had, um, the fact that he could be a walk on, um, but he's kind of the pocket passer, the, the old school pocket passer, not as mobile, but the other scholarship guy that Lonnie goes and gets is Altmeyer, who can move. Like, like mobility is really important to him. And then it's accuracy and then it's decision-making. Like, to be honest with you, at Ole Miss, he didn't have the greatest accuracy, but as a prep prospect, our guys graded him as like a nine out of 10 accuracy-wise and like an eight or nine out of decision-making. Uh, arm strength was like a six or something like that, but mobility was an eight. Um, that's what you're getting. Like, you're getting more of the Tommy DeVito type of prospect here. And, and that's what is successful uh, at every level of college football as a guy who can make plays with his legs when he needs to, but is a good decision maker and accurate player. He's still got to prove those things uh, at the college level, but he has played a little bit. Um, so I, I don't know what my expectations are in year one for Luke Altmaier, but I don't think they're quite matched Tommy DeVito. Like I think there's going to be more interceptions, um, just bit more growing pains, maybe not, not a 69.9% completion rate. Right. But I do think, this is going to be fun to watch how Barry Lunny develops and what Barry Lunny gets out of him because Tommy DeVito was a far more finished product being in his sixth season than Altmaier will be in his third season. But Altmaier's gotten a good tutelage, right, uh, from, from Lane Kiffin. I think we all know he's a pretty good coach, um, no matter what you think of Lane Kiffin. Uh, quarterbacks have been pretty good under him. So I, I don't think you're going to quite get Tommy DeVito production and consistency out of Altmeyer, but I do think you're going to have a quarterback that, that gives you a chance to win games when he's surrounded, Joey, by a, an offensive line that has a chance to be great if Julian Pearl comes back. Because Avery Jones, I think, is going to be an upgrade at center, even though we love Pilstrom, right? Like, um, and, and I think Isaiah Adams could be one of the best offensive linemen in the Big Ten and maybe the country next year. And then you, you continue to get Zy Chrysler better. I, I think this group could be really, really good. It's a pretty deep wide receiver group. Um, do they take a next step in, in terms of getting separation in those things? Isaiah Williams, can you take another step forward? Running back, you obviously don't have Chase Brown, but I, I think you and I think Illinois is going to be pretty good running the ball. So I think he's set up for success, um, but it's going to be fun to watch what Barry Lunny can get out of this, this unproven so far at this level talent. Yeah, and I, what's, what's going to be asked of him? Like, I, I know that sounds silly, but like this year you could turn around and and give it to Chase Brown. And I'm with you. We like the running back room. But this is a Doak Walker final. It's one of the best running backs in the country. He led the power five wire to wire in rushing yards. So what, like, they're not going to stop running the ball because Chase Brown is no longer there. That's never going to be how Brett Bielma, Barry Lonnie, and Bart Miller operate. But I just, what are you going to need out of him? Right? I mean, do you need like a manager who can develop and how fast? Like, what's that development? Are you talking season to season? Like, which obviously there will be, but like, what does he look like on November 1st? Right. Like, I, I think that is so interesting to me with, it's just how much can he kind of work out those things uh, through, throughout those first four, five, six games and going down in the back stretch. It's, it's hard, right? I mean, you've seen enough to know that, all right, this kid's got it, got some skills, but it's going to be, I'm with you. I, Tommy DeVito's numbers came to mind, not the complete, like, immediately when you said that, I was like, okay, like 15 touchdowns. Okay. 
the yardage that all sounds fine the, the completion percentage probably is not going to be that dude like that's insane and to your point be more interceptions that's not a hot take that's tommy devito was really really good protecting the football i mean like really really good at it it'd be interceptions but to your other point yeah dude like we're very high on the offensive line next year that, and that's without julian pearl if he elects to move on with him we're much higher on it because he's really he's a heck of a talented player uh and, and josh mccray that's like my most fascinating thing going into January 2nd in the bowl game is what in the world does he look like? And yeah, the receivers that I, I think there could be a step there. And I also think just getting guys like Sean Miller back to be another option in there. Uh, and then of course, do you land Malik Elzey and, and continue to add to what's been a really, really well-developed group. Uh, so yeah, I, I don't know what expectations are. Like I, I don't, I don't know. Can you put team, can, like a bowl game is an expectation, and a lot of that's going to fall on the, the shoulders of a quarterback, right? Yeah. Introducing the Two Way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the Two Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the Two Way for yourself at NewBalance.com. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. So you and I were kind of talking about this on the ride home or ride here. Uh, we had a lot of things we could talk about on 20 hours in the car. But one of the things I, I proposed to you is like, all right, if Illinois lands Luke Altmaier, where's he, where's he rank among Big Ten West quarterbacks? And I think we start the Big Ten West with two transfers that came in, uh, Cade McNamara at Iowa. And I would per- personally have Hudson Card at Purdue. Uh, is the number one quarterback in the Big Ten West. But those are – I think that's the top tier because they're proven. They've done it at a high level for for good teams. Um, and, and I think McNamara, if you want to call him a game manager, that's fine, but that's pretty good fit for Iowa. Uh, if, if their offense just takes a, a simple step forward, they might, they'd probably be my Big Ten West favorite because you know their defense is good. Their offensive line should be older, so it should be better. Uh, but their defense is, is awesome. So if their offense is just competent, like Illinois was this year – then they should take a step forward. Uh, Hudson Card's a really good talent. Do you want to say something, Joe? Yeah, because your number. I think this is going to change your rankings. Uh, SMU quarterback Tanner Mordecai is in the portal and expected to land at Wisconsin per ESPN's Adam Rittenberg. Oh. So two two quarterbacks for the Badgers uh, in this portal cycle, but he is now up in, in that conversation, right? I mean, he's yes. a heck of a freaking player. I, I've got the 24-7 story pulled up right now. Uh, he threw 33 touchdowns and 10 picks last year. In two seasons, he had 72 touchdowns and 22 picks with uh, 3,500 passing yards a year. Tanner Mordecai, welcome to the top of the Big Ten quarterback, Big Ten West quarterback power rankings. Luke Fickle changes things offensively for Wisconsin, doesn't he? <laughs> Goodness gracious. Also, <laughs> I, I, I know we'll get into it, but two quarterbacks. We got to talk about that at some point. Uh, but yeah, yes. dude, Wisconsin, Wisconsin is – this is not uh, – 
I don't, I don't want to say like not your father's Wisconsin. This is not like six months ago, Wisconsin anymore. Yeah. So Wisconsin landing two quarterbacks Evers is young. So that kind of makes sense. Um, they probably talked to him about that, but I think Mordecai, does he have one year of eligibility? Um, but he, he would certainly be the guy right away. So, yeah, that would probably be my three. Jeff Sims at Nebraska. I like Sims. Uh, did really good when he was healthy at Georgia Tech. Dual threat. He reminds me of the guys Nebraska's had recently in Casey Thompson and Adrian Martinez. Uh, and it reminded me when Nebraska fans were, like, chastising Adrian Martinez. It reminds me of Illinois when Illinois fans would, like, complain about Nathan Schuhaus not being quite good enough. And I would say, well, Nathan Schuhaus is not Illinois football's problem. Uh, I didn't think Adrian Martinez was Illinois football's problem. He goes to Kansas State and shows that. I just question the things around Jeff Sims. I think his offensive line's terrible. Uh, Matt Rule, can he change that in a year? Probably not. Um, they usually have skilled players, but I, I just think Nebraska still, to me, has to show that they can win the trenches, and I think that could be a problem for them. But he's more proven than uh, certainly Luke Altmeyer is, so I'll put him above him. But Ethan Calic manis at Minnesota, similar ranked prospect as Altmeyer, but he had three touchdowns and four interceptions going into today's bowl game. And I, I know Minnesota wasn't great offensively today. Uh, and then whoever Northwestern puts out there, I'll, I'll have Altmeyer ahead. But I mean, if you had the fourth or fifth best quarterback in the Big Ten West, I, I think that's what Illinois would love. Like that'd be fine for them, right? Because you expect their running game to be good. You expect their offensive line to be great. You expect their defense to remain good despite losing Ryan Walters. And a good secondary, it won't be as great. But I, I think Altmeyer, if he's just solid, a solid Big Ten quarterback, solid Big Ten West quarterback, Joey, I think they'd feel good. And then you can build on it for multiple seasons. I love that Jeremy Werner still struggles to get behind anything Nebraska because of the stench left by Scott Frost. Jeremy, it's going to take a long time for Jeremy Werner to come around on Nebraska. That, that one, that one, you don't get away with a little spray of air freshener, Joey. Um, that that stink lingers, man. Uh, just you can't ignore the trenches, okay? Like you, you have to get offensive and defensive linemen. You can't just get a bunch of skilled players. And go, oh, you're, we're going to win games. Not in the Big Ten, man. Jeremy Werner with the offensive lineman mindset all the time. We're at dinner tonight, and he goes, oh, "Yeah, I loved it." That Andrew Whitworth is up there. We got to get more offensive linemen talking about football. Right. Jeremy Werner will not, not. He stands for all of them. I, I still think Bart Miller pays you to plug these. Uh, just offensive, not even his line. Just these offensive linemen. Just throw the roses at the whole position group across the country. I still think that's happening. Uh, but yeah, dude. If you, in a more serious note, if you can get him to be, like, it's year one, right? Like, and then obviously it'll change because feels like quarterback, like. It's just so much quarterback turnover in college football. So year one, yeah, dude, if he can be uh, – he's the fifth best quarterback in the Big Ten, all right, because they're in – especially in the Big Ten West. Big Ten West. There yeah, are a lot of yeah, – The top yeah. five guys might be in the East. All right? the East, right. <laughs> but there's been years, Jeremy, recently that Illinois has been like the last best quarterback in the Big Ten West. Uh, so if you can get I, – I think – I'm fascinated to see how Barry Lunny builds this or – I shouldn't say build, like fine tunes this around him, around Luke Altmaier in terms of the expectation and, and and what you're asking him to do and understanding there are going to be those growth points uh, th throughout the season, throughout the offseason with him. So, yeah, fourth or fifth best quarterback in the West with what we know Illinois believes in, and that's defense and it's, it's still running the football, you can go to a bowl game. Will it be an eight and 
Cooper and will you be back in Florida? I don't know, but you, you can go to a bowl game and you're, you're kind of getting to that point with Illinois. You, you got to keep, like you, you've done it now and you don't want to take a step back going five and seven next year or, or worse feels tough. And I understand there's a lot of loss, but I think Luke Altmaier can be a guy who, who can get you to those six wins. And it's not, being a, a finalist for any national awards, just playing good, smart football. Remember, I was thinking about this actually, uh, Jeremy, today maybe. Remember some of the stuff Brett Bielema and Barry Lunny talked about coaching through Tommy DeVito? Like Tommy DeVito's growth this season alone was was pretty impressive. I mean, they I, I remember specifically Brett Bielema talked about not putting the ball in harm's way and there's stuff where Tommy said, well, I did this my whole career. And it's like, well, that's not how this party's going here. That's why I think that's – like Tommy DeVito, what he was proven for a year, uh, really is 2019, right? Like it's the most uh, proven he had been, but that was kind of a gamble too, man. Because there were two years and he got benched, and there were two years where you just didn't didn't have a, a great body of work. So how, how different is Luke Altmaier in the two years 2020 and 21 from Tommy DeVito? I don't know. He developed a lot this year, and he said that like huh? he's. Yeah. He said, like, I talked to him the other day and I talked to his dad. Um, and I would encourage everybody to read that story because, boy, they, they love their time at Illinois. And it's a real testimonial uh, for Brett Bielma and, and Barry Lunny. Uh, and, and Tommy said, one, that Barry kind of let him be him, play, play the way he wants with his swagger, all those things, while Bielma was more the here's how you play football. Here's how you play situational football. And we hear that over and over again with Illinois. Uh, how these players say they just know so much more about football. They're so much smarter. They're more intelligent and all those things. And we've seen that play out on the field. Right. But Tommy was part of that. Like Tommy made some decisions at Syracuse, made you scratch your head. Part of that was he was under constant attack. Good Lord. <laughs> Cause they could not, they had the worst offensive line of power. Five the trenches. Here it comes. He's back on it. Yeah, you're right. You're right. But yeah, I mean, that's a part of it is you're set up to succeed. You're put in positions to succeed and whether that's developing your mind or putting right pieces around you, I do think Luke Altmaier will get that. Um, but he just hasn't done it a, a lot yet. So question marks, but certainly a huge upgrade uh, in talent for Illinois at this position. And, you know, I, I know Illinois fans uh, want a prep guy. And, and it makes sense because you get a prep guy that develops in your system, Joey. He only knows your offense. He doesn't have any bad habits. Uh, he's got chemistry with the coaching staff in the wideouts, but man, without transfers, Illinois quarterback play would, would have been even far worse. Like they, they've been bad at quarterback prep recruiting for a long time. Uh, they've, they've landed a lot of guys who have not had other power five offers or didn't have any of their power five options uh, at the time. So they're trying to develop that. But then you've also had this constant churn of coaches, whether it's head coaches or offensive coordinators, where they always want something different, right? So they want a different flavor, whether it's, Bill Cubitt wanting pocket passers, and then all of a sudden Rod Smith wants guys who can run, but then Rod goes and gets Brandon Peters, who isn't a dual-threat guy, really. Uh, and then all of a sudden you get uh, – Garrick McGee obviously was there too, and I don't know what Garrick McGee uh, wanted in, in quarterbacks. Um, Lamar Jackson wasn't out there for him at the time at Illinois. He didn't get a transfer, and we saw the worst season ever in 2017 for Illinois quarterback play. Um you know, but between that, Brandon Peters was an upgrade. Wes Lunt was it was an upgrade over what they had. Uh, AJ Bush was a huge upgrade. If if Rod would have kept getting some AJ Bush like guys, I think he could have had some real success. 
here at Illinois. Uh, but then Bielema comes in and he wants something different. He keeps Brandon Peters for a year just as his guy. But um, then you finally add Tommy DeVito and you get an offensive coordinator. And now maybe, Joey, you can get some stability. Of Altmaier, who's here for multiple years, you develop Donovan Leary, you develop Cal Swanson, but you still have depth questions here, right, at quarterback. Because you have 54 combined pass attempts in your quarterback room right now at the Division One level. Because you have DeVito, gone. Art Sikowski, gone. He's a solid backup, right? Ryan Johnson, uh, who is – you know, played a couple snaps at Illinois the last couple of years, but a guy who had experience at D2 level, he was your number three quarterback, and now he is gone. So there's a completely new room. You'd love to add a transfer, Joey, but that's it's tough. I mean, Wisconsin was able to do it. Can Illinois, does Illinois look to land another guy, uh, and, and can they? I think that's hard to pull off um, at Illinois and the current situation you have of just landing Altmaier, too. Yeah, that's uh... – I don't – you don't transfer to be a backup somewhere, man. You don't. And three years of eligibility, really good for Illinois. Really hard to try to pitch a second quarterback to come in and be a part of this. I think you, you look in – you to me, you've got to look in that Ryan Johnson mold. A guy who wants to come up, fight up. If you use a scholarship, you use one, and you did not on Ryan Johnson. Someone who wants to have that opportunity to, to prove themselves at, at that level as – an FCS is a D2, you know, whatever the case may be. To, to I, I think that's the most logical to me. I, I talked with Art Sikowski, who, by the way, is going to be an offensive coordinator somewhere in the next 10 years. Uh, this dude's got a story from him tomorrow uh, coming to our website tomorrow. But he could have used him, man, and he wanted to get a start on his coaching career. Understandable. He's known for years. He's wanted to, to be a coach. Uh, we've known for a year and a half that he was going to be a coach. I don't know. I mean, he's just he's got that. But, man, Illinois probably sure would have liked to have that guy in the quarterback room. And he said, you know, it's not not very fun being a backup. Um, but you, you could use that stability and that leadership and and just that experience at the position. But what, what do you do, right? I, I know a lot of people want Illinois to get in the portal and get another quarterback. Truth be told, probably Illinois probably wants that too. Yeah. But it's, it's hard. Maybe you can capitalize after spring ball. Uh, but I think right now you'd be hard pressed to to find a quarterback who wants to jump on board. Like Mordecai at Wisconsin, let's bring that up. This is one his year. last year. One year. Yeah. One year. You you know, and it, you're telling the the Evers kid that hey, it's your party, but we want you to develop for a year and, and be ready. And, and I'm sure the pitches were, you know, Luke Fickle's got pitches for quarterbacks. But yeah, it, it's not it's not easy. It's it's really it's tough. Yeah, I got a couple of people asking me about Brady Allen, who is at Purdue. That doesn't make any sense. I don't, I don't think Brady Allen would, would come here. Like, they'd rather go to a lower you know, a group of five program and, and play and start, right? Like, that's that's what these guys are doing. When you're in your third year, you're usually not transferring uh, to, to go be a backup unless it's at – For three years. Right, a, a backup at, like, a premier program maybe – but for Illinois, I think it'd be more of a, a guy looking to step up and just happy to, to have a chance and be a snap away uh, from potentially playing. Can you find that guy? Potentially. And, and I think you could, could explain to Altmaier after spring ball, like you're saying, that, yeah, we just need depth behind you. Uh, and then you tell Donovan Leary, hey, go, go win the backup job, right? Or, or Kirkland Misho, that's, that's what you tell them. There's going to be churn at quarterback. Like, you're not going to keep these quarterbacks as backups for, for four or five years. Like, if the transfer portal were a thing – 
when Riley O'Toole were in school. Like I, I Riley loved Illinois and he could have transferred when he was at Illinois behind Nathan Shaw's, but I, I just don't know how, how likely it is that guys like that stand stick around to, to be a backup. Uh, you know, it's, it's pretty rare. Like, and you know, you, you see a guy like Jack Tuttle go to Michigan, that's Michigan. Like if JJ McCarthy's hurt, he's all of a sudden the starter at Michigan's the best opportunity of his career, but he knew he was going to be a backup at, at a premier program. That's harder to do for Illinois. So maybe you can find another Ryan Johnson, you know, lower level guy who just wants a chance uh, to be a backup and gives you a little bit of stability, a little bit more of a known, uh, a guy who's not going to be afraid once the, you know, the, the bullets start flying, if he has to go into a game as a backup. But I, I think, I think Don and Larry and Kirkland Michaud are probably going to try and push Luke Altmeyer, but Altmeyer will probably win this job. And, and maybe those guys are, are battling out with Cal Swanson behind them uh, developing, but that, that would be an issue. Like if, if Altmeyer gets hurt, um, yeah, like you, you don't know what you have behind you. You just hope we'll see what Illinois thinks of, of Donovan Leary and Kirkland Michaud in, in the coming months, I would imagine. Yeah, it's <laughs> – I know Art Sikowski – follow me here on this. Like he wasn't – he struggled at times as a quarterback, right? He was not, he was not a Big gracious. Ten starter, right? Like he, was, like he, was, sure. he wasn't a Big Ten starter if you want to win a lot of games. I thought Art was a great – I thought he was exactly what you wanted to back up. Yeah, that's the he's point. He's not going to complain. Um, he's he's going to he's going to be really smart. Um, you know, he can make some bad decisions when he's on the field, but like, you feel like you can withstand a, a lead or withstand a game with Art as long as every other thing else goes right. If you play good defense, run the ball, Art Sikowski will not maybe lose you a game. I would like to present to you the Iowa game this year. Almost lost it. But Almost lost it. Yeah, <laughs> but he did not. Uh, so yeah, I backup quarterbacks are always the most popular guys on campus. Uh, and I think Illinois has got to be in the market for one, unless there's something about Donovan Leary or Kirkland Michaud that we don't know. Cause we haven't seen practice. I mean, that's, that's the thing. It's hard. What, what we're doing, the points we're making about this is, is from an experience standpoint and from an age standpoint, like that's, that's as much as we know. I, we don't know what's happened the last, I will say conservatively 12 bowl practices, right? Yeah, I would just say, like, I'm not writing off Donovan Leary. No, 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 no. Maybe he pushes Luke Altmaier. Maybe Kirkland Michaud, after a year in college football, all of a sudden, you know, the guy who's led Austin Westlake to a state title, the first guy to do so since Drew Brees, maybe that guy is a revelation, right? Like, those things could happen, but, I mean, these guys were the number four and five quarterback last year for a reason at this point. They still had a lot of developing to do, and we haven't seen them. Like we haven't seen them practice because practice is closed. And I don't think this staff knows a ton about these guys, but the fact that they're going to Altmeyer shows they thought they need an upgrade. They need an upgrade in experience and in talent. And we'll find out in the coming months what they think about depth of the position and, and how they can go about addressing it if they want to. Yeah, that's exactly right. I, I'm fascinated by that. I, this, Jimmy, we are fascinated. This, this is kind of where to, to the point we started with. We are fascinated about how Illinois – handles the backup quarterback position for years it was does Illinois have a quarterback at all and, and now we think they do or we really like what Altmeyer could bring uh but now you're talking about what, what's this backup situation look like for Illinois that's a do that is such a different conversation than, than you've had around Illinois football in a long 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 time here uh, I see someone is Larry Battery is just young he's young we we think no one's seen him. 
I don't know. Like, and as a high school guy, like, didn't play at the best program, Joey. You saw him, but but some of his options as a power five prospect dwindled towards the end. Uh, and Illinois came in and, and landed him. So I, he just doesn't have the pedigree of a guy like Altmaier. I, I think some of that matters. Sometimes recruiting rankings don't matter, and a guy overachieves those things or gets underlooked. Like Donovan Leary was not underlooked by any means uh, as a prospect. So uh, it's just you got to go by pedigree. You got to go by what you've seen. We haven't seen anything from from Donovan Leary yet. Maybe he can be that guy. But I think Illinois obviously is showing like he's not starter ready uh, right now. So that's what we'll find out in, in the next couple of months. Go ahead. And he shouldn't be. Redshirt freshmen shouldn't be starter ready. Like that's – I know we talked about this a lot. People are probably like, dude, we get it. But that's not how – unless you're getting the five stars, the guys who are three years anyway, and they're off to the NFL, like redshirt freshmen shouldn't be ready. That doesn't mean Donovan Larry's bad. doesn't mean Kirkland Michaud's bad. It means the redshirt freshmen – and they're going to be redshirt freshmen. And it's really stinking hard to go be a power five quarterback. It's really hard to do. That's why there's not a, I mean, the hit rates on it aren't, aren't always great. So it's, it's, it's okay. Like, I, I don't think in the recruiting pitch, Brett Bielema said, listen, Donovan, we're looking at this 23 season as your, your time to shine. Maybe he did. I don't, wouldn't imagine he did. I think he pitched him on development. I think he pitched him on, on the system. And, and that's what you're going to see. So it's okay, man. It's, it's fine. Yeah, and, and Donovan's obviously got a, a famous last name. His brother's a pretty dang good college quarterback. But th- there's a there's good, the benefit of that in that he does get looks uh, as a recruit, and he's got he's just got that example, right? Like you have that resource in your life, but you also have the the negative of it is people expect, maybe most people don't, but some people might expect Donovan to be Devin, uh, and, and that's Devin wasn't Devin Leary until he was what a redshirt junior, so like he he took time uh, to to develop. All right, let's move on here, Joey. Uh, we're in Tampa. Rely Quest Bowl is on. I got to check my calendar because I keep forgetting what day it is down here. It is Monday uh, when when they play against Mississippi State. Uh, so just early impressions, Joey, whether it's media availability, what, what we've heard, what we've seen um, from the Rely Quest Bowl. Because we just had Bielema and Zach Arnett, the new Mississippi State coach. I was obviously replacing the, the late, great uh, Mike Leach. Um, and then – We've talked to some of the players as well. So what stands out so far? The health. It sounds like Illinois is in a pretty good place health-wise, uh, mostly Josh McCray. Right? I think this is a big – say it's a big game. I think it is a big game for him to go out there and, and to look and maybe get that that jump. And I asked Brad Bielman. He said he thinks everybody's healthy. Josh Getsky was the only guy, and he went through some individual drills. And, and again, we, we say that. What we mean is the guys that – there's no new injuries. We knew the, the injuries who were out of, you know, Taz Nicholson, Terrell Jennings, the guys who have been out for the season. So I think going in healthy, uh, and this, this, not to, to start a hot debate here again, but there are only three opt-outs. Aquan uh, Martin's playing in this game. Johnny Newton's playing in this game. Keith Randolph's playing in this game. Julian Pearl, Tommy DeVito. I mean, you can go down the line and that's, that's good. You, now you're going to miss Chase and Sidney Brown. You're going to miss Devin Witherspoon. But I think to, you, this is still a pretty complete uh, Illinois team. Now, you, the three guys you're missing are superstars. But th- that's what stands out to me early on. I mean, I'm eager to go. We didn't make it over to practice this morning. I'm eager to go see tomorrow what we can see, what if anything, and, and try to maybe get a, a bigger grasp of it. Yeah, probably get to see some stretching when we go to practice tomorrow. That's about it. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, the rest of the team, there's still a strong defensive front. 
because Johnny Newton and Keith Randolph and Seth Coleman and Gabe Backus are all here. Calvin Avery uh, is still here. We'll see if he's uh, making a showing at the beach tomorrow. The offensive line is all here. Tommy DeVito is here playing his final game uh, as an Illini. Uh, so certainly you miss the home run ability of, of Chase Brown and just the production of Chase Brown. But at running back, you get a glimpse of next year. I think this is going to be very valuable uh, to see what Reggie Love and Josh McCray can do. And, you know, Brett sounds like Josh McCray is going to get some some carries in this game. Um, if, if We don't know if Aiden Lawfrey is healthy, but I would imagine it's Reggie Love and Josh McCray at that position. And those guys would probably be the front runners for the running back job next year. And then the secondary – Matt Bailey is, is likely to get the start, right? Xavier Scott and, and Tyler Strain are going to play big roles. Uh, so we get to learn a little bit more about those guys and, and, and you know what they look like as starters because those guys are going to be in the mix for those positions next year. Uh, Mississippi State's missing a couple guys. They're running back. Their star running back is has entered the transfer portal. Their star wide receiver, Ra Ra Thomas, is going to Georgia. Um, so those are two of their most explosive options. But otherwise, most of their guys will, will be in this game. So both teams will be missing some key players. Uh, but I still think we're going to have a, a competitive game here, uh, Joey. Uh, but some of the things that we learned is draft decisions still have to happen. You talked with Johnny Newton. You talked with Tariq Barnes. Um, guys about their future decisions. We know Keith Randolph, Julian Pearl uh, have some decisions to make. And what's interesting now, Joey, is Tommy DeVito, one of the reasons he did want to come back, he, him and his dad explained to me, was – NIL money, right? And the chance to develop another year under a staff that has shown that they can develop players and get them ready for the NFL draft. Um, that's all playing into the, into the the biggest decision of, of Johnny Newton and, and Keith Randolph. But, but Julian Pearl, too, like I, I think he's probably ready to, to go take the leap. But if he can make some NIL money and potentially improve his NFL draft stock, those things all take into account now. And that's why guys like Sam Hartman are coming back for another year. Some of these quarterbacks – they can make ridiculous money. So it's, it's just a fascinating decision process these guys go through now. Yeah, it is. And Johnny Newton said he, he'll probably come to a decision a week or so after the bowl game. And they've got to come to a decision by January 16th. So you're, I guess that's, that's a good takeaway, Jeremy. You're starting to see some of the, the cards line up for what this is, you know, what this roster is going to look like. And they got their quarterback. You're still waiting on, on a commitment one way or the other from, uh, Malik Elzey, you're starting to see some of these draft decisions are, are getting down to the point you've got to make it. So, yeah, that, that that is a big takeaway. I didn't know. I don't. I wonder that the way the Twitter, Instagram work. If anyone was gonna, I saw Iowa um, wide receiver Nico Regani at Iowa told reporters that he was coming back. I thought, I wonder if anyone at Illinois that we talked to uh, will say one way or the other. That was not the case. I think graphics are – that's fine. They're not, that's not a knock. Just have your moment in the sun, whatever you – whichever way you decide to go. But, yeah, I think those are those, those are the two big things. Uh, Brett Bielema today said that they would – he would have in the next day or so his defensive backs coach hired. Uh, it sounds like the, the guy is – either here or not far from here. He said he's going to be the eye in the sky at the bowl game. I wouldn't be surprised if – I guess we got to probably start lurking around the team hotel, see if we can, can figure out who's who here. Uh, I'm kidding. I'm eh, not really kidding. We can go spend some time over there. But, yeah, that, that's interesting. And it sounds like he's not really in the biggest hurry uh, for running back and outside linebackers coach, which I think he was pretty clear about that for outside linebackers coach when we talked to him a week and a half or two weeks ago. Those are the big – I don't think there's anything else news, news is there? Well, I, I thought Brett Bielma talking about the staff was – that was yeah, the yeah. thing I was going to get to is uh, we should have a, a DB hire, and he, he mentioned that with 
uh, the Aaron Henry press conference. And, and that is official now that he has been promoted to Illinois defense coordinator. I, I'm, I don't know who it is. Uh, I will be on the lookout. <laughs> Maybe we will do a stakeout uh, at, the, at the press box because he's supposed to be in there. Uh, but imagine we, we might learn within the next day, according to Brett Bielma. Uh, so that'll be fascinating. Uh, outside linebackers coach, he still keeps talking about the NFL. And the one thing I thought he was, was interesting today is he shouted out Kevin Kane for the talent that he has built in that outside linebackers room. Something you and I have talked about uh, ad nauseum, you know, just you know, getting the most out of Owen Carney and Isaiah Gay, uh, getting Seth Coleman to become flashes of a star. Uh, I think he's going to be one of the best pass rushers in the Big Ten. Next year he was this year, right? But even more consistent this year, getting Gay back, getting Jared Beatty, uh, getting Trey Smith, who I, I'm really high on in the class of 2023, Pat Farrell. Like that is a deep position Alec Ryan didn't even mention. who could play a bigger role next year too. Um, that, that's a very talented room. And, and now Brett seems to be saying, like, I want to see more pass rush. Like he wants the development of pass rush there. Uh, it was a good group, but at times Illinois did struggle to get – you know, pressure on the quarterback, right, uh, during the season. So um, I found that really interesting because I think Brett knows, like, I have NFL prospects in that room. We need to get them to their peak to get them drafted and to continue what we've been doing on defense. Um, so I found that really interesting. And then running backs, I, I would imagine, is going to be a dynamic recruiter. It'll be interesting to see where that person comes from or what their background is. But uh, it'll be coming soon with the DB. Sounds like it'll be more patient uh, with the other two positions. So. Yeah, and – <laughs> Look, quarterback watch is over, which is awesome because that is I get it. It's it's very stressful for fans who want to know who the especially when you're talking a starter. And Illinois was in the hunt for some some names, right? So that's over, and now it's it, God love them all, all the fans. But now it's okay. What's next? And and you're starting to see some of those those line up, Jeremy. But yeah, it's it's been what what's been your favorite uh favorite part of this Florida experience and you can't say Bucky's. I'm I'm just happy grandma's out of her cage, man. And she's shout out to our fun. friend Peter, man. Yeah, she's doing just Which fine. Is... There he is. Go. He's back. <laughs> oh man. Uh yeah, just happy that that nightmare is over. Uh that, that she can move on with her life. Uh everything's good hopefully. Um Peter, hope uh he didn't get in trouble for it and hope hope the relationship's all good. But yeah, no, Tampa's been good so far, man. We got more of it. We're going to be at the beach tomorrow with the team. Uh, we got to see some of the city last night. Had fun doing that. Again, hat tricks is really good. Got to keep it chill tonight. Uh, but I'm looking forward to getting down to Ybor City. We haven't done that yet. Our plan is to do that for New Year's Eve, which will probably be packed. But uh, looking forward to that, Joyce. Once we got here, right, the, <laughs> the journey here was, was long and arduous. Um, but once we got here, man, this weather can't complain about like Nashville would have been better for a lot of fans just because it's an easy drive. I think more fans would have been there, but uh, the people that actually get down here, I think they're going to enjoy this even more just because the weather, it's been just gorgeous here. Do you have the Brad Underwood fart noise on your computer? Cause that's what I feel like after first, just Southwest as an entity right now, usually a go-to travel partner for, for a line. I inquire, you get all the bad fart noise on Southwest right now. That was well, no, you handled the whole drive. All I had to do was sit there and complain. And I, I tried to understand dams uh, and the point of those. Talked a lot about the, those on the way down. So, stunningly, I'm still not sold on you should put a bunch of beavers there. You'll be all right. But yeah, it's fun, man. It's been a fun trip. Yeah, we, we went by we, in Kentucky. It took us off route a little bit to avoid some traffic, which we appreciate from our navigation system. Um, yeah, it took us through some dams that were really cool. And it was like, what do dams do? And I'm like, well, I know they stop water. 
uh, and I think they get, you know, produce electricity uh, and all that. But we had to do some research on dams and Joey got caught up on what? Beavers. Uh, you, you just want a system of, of beavers making their dams. Um, I feel like concrete is a little stronger than their twigs, Joey. And in the 49th minute, we lost everybody. <laughs> we just went up. You're talking about dams. Oh. Hey, when you're in the 49th minute, man. Oh, by the way, uh, Illinois, basketball, Illinois basketball fixed everything uh, during the week, changing the starting lineup, getting Sincere Harris as a starter, Dane Danger as a starter. Everything's fixed. Uh, but shout out to Illinois women's basketball as well, uh, as they are about to take down Wisconsin. Um, Wisconsin's not a very good program, but Illinois hasn't been either. Uh, and Illinois is uh, you know, going to win that game by double digits uh, to get a second Big Ten win in their third Big Ten game. So shout out to Sean Agreement. That is a really fun team to watch. I, the one thing I'm bummed about about being in Tampa, Joey, is you and I won't be able to go to the Illinois women's basketball game playing Iowa uh, on New Year's against Catlin Clark, who I, I'd love to see in person. Uh, so I would, I would, you know, just as a basketball fan, I would tell people, go watch this Illinois team and go watch Catlin Clark because um, – she is as entertaining as any male female basketball player in, in the world uh, with her Steph Curry-like shooting ability. Uh, she's she's ridiculous, man. So I, I would tell Alana fans, show up, man. It'd be it'd be cool, Joe, if they can get a few thousand fans there, and because this team deserves it. You and I saw them before, uh, on signing day, and boy, they're fun to watch. They are really fun to watch. They shoot the heck out of it. Uh, it that job that Shauna Green, like if I had to pick, like. Who would we think at the year end of 2023 would be the Illinois Athletics coach of the year? I'm making a now. There's a lot of uh, a lot of possibility out there for, for Brad Underwood, Brad Bielan, but she is making a freaking heck of a case mm-hmm. to go in there and do that. That's what what a turnaround for her. And and we'll see what happens in Big Ten play. But getting one on the road now, two Big Ten wins, uh, two and one in the Big Ten. What for Illinois women's basketball? What a turnaround, man. Yeah, I thought we probably thought, hey, get five, six wins in the Big Ten, you feel great. I'd say you expect more than that, given the way that they're playing right now. So I think they'll have some growing pains through all of this, but I think they're legitimately a, a far better team and one that'll make the postseason. Like WNIT, I think, should be an expectation for this team. Uh, and if they can put together a good January here, maybe we're talking about a team that's in the NCAA tournament and it has a chance to get there. I know they've been in some of these bracketologies deservingly. So, so if they can get to 500 in the big 10 this year, yeah, they, that would be, it would be more impressive of what Shauna green. If she makes the NCAA tournament, that's more impressive than anything Brett Beal has done and anything Brad Underwood's done. Like think about it, like it, it is, and that's taking away nothing from Beal and Underwood who have done spectacular jobs. Shauna green took over the toughest job maybe outside of swimming and diving at Illinois and to do what she's doing in year one with just a couple roster tweaks, a couple really good transfers, getting the most out of the talent that's there. It's, 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 it's been amazing so far. 79 to 63 on the road in, in Madison. And again, you're right. This isn't, this isn't a very good Wisconsin team, but those have been years that Illinois either lost that game or made it look a heck of a lot harder to win that game. So yeah, a hell of a turnaround. For her, men's basketball is cruising right now. Not, let's see, I'm not not upset. We're, we're not in Champagne for the Bethune-Cookman game. Shout out to Derek Piper. But, all right, we'll see. We'll see what they look like. Right now it's football mode, Warner. 
Nice little Thursday night for, for Illinois is uh, Illinois men's and women's basketball getting wins here. I think I can safely say that with the Bethune Cookman game, uh, a 30 burger in the first half. Uh, and then Illinois football lands a, a four star transfer quarterback. Uh, we'll wrap it up here uh, for us in Tampa. For Joey Wagner, I'm Jeremy Warner. Thank you guys for listening to the Illini Enquirer podcast, for watching on the live YouTube channel. Give us a like on YouTube, subscribe to us as well. Uh, that really helps us out. Uh, and pass it on to friends. We love doing these live shows uh, and doing some counter-programming today to Illinois men's basketball. Let's get you your Illinois football fix here from Tampa. Until next time, everybody have a great day. Take care of each other. We'll talk to you next time on the Illini Choir Podcast. Bye, everybody. I told you imaginary friends are real. This is just so exciting. This Friday, get ready for the movie event with the greatest cast you've ever imagined. Showtime. Ryan Reynolds, John Krasinski, Kaylee Fleming, Fiona Shaw, Phoebe Waller-Bridge, Louis Gossett Jr., Matt Damon, Emily Blunt, George Clooney, Maya Rudolph, Bradley Cooper, Sebastian Maniscalco, John Stewart, Sam Rockwell, Aquafina, Keegan-Michael Key, and Steve Carell. I need to throw up or I need a snack. It's one of the two. Gross. If. Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Written and directed by John Krasinski.